Welcome to the Green Screen of Death. My name is Adrian. My name is Bill. So we're on episode 85. Old school player. Okay. Chad Johnson. Oh. They called him Ocho Cinco. Ocho. Wide receiver. We'll say the Bengals. Yeah, that's I remember right. him from the Bengals a lot. That's right. Yeah. And the Patriots, I guess. But yeah. uh, I, I hated him. <laughs> he was an asshole. Yeah. I hate people who change their name. Yeah. Your name is Chad Johnson. I'm, yeah. And I'm thinking of you too, Ron Artest. <laughs> that's right. Meta world peace. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. What you up to, man? Oh, just hanging out, man. It's uh, it's. We had a, a couple. We had a rough start at first. I had to restart this a couple of times. <laughs> it's been a while. For Feels what, like it's been a while. Yeah, it's. it's I'll explain something on the rant. Okay, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll. I'll explain why we didn't record last week. Okay, cool. It was all Bill's fault and mine too. I just didn't watch anything. Nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, did you uh, did you happen to see Manchester United down two nothing at the half? Oh, come back and win 3-2 at Manchester City, stopping them from clinching yeah. the EPL title That's awesome. and breaking their two-year home winning streak. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I saw your tweets. That's about all I saw. I <laughs> legit lost my mind. That's awesome. I was like jumping and doing weird dance moves because nice. I was so excited. It was, Wicked. Oh, it <laughs> right made on. my year. Pulled your shirt over your head. We're, and... we're finishing second, baby. Nice. Yeah, you guys dropped points. We did. Ooh, that's the weekend you that, that was could... rough. Well, it's shitty because, like, the schedule, they put us in the, um, the open... Merseyside Derby. Yeah. And then, like, sandwich, like, Champions League games there. And we had United the week before. <laughs> it, was just, it was just a murder schedule. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's not good. It's terrible. So, so so City needs two points to clinch. Crazy. And they have Tottenham on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. At Tottenham. Oh, really? So they're probably not going to win that. Yeah. So we could be like eight points no back. Wow. Like it's so mathematically, you're still there. Still, still in it. And we have a game in hand. <laughs> That's true. It's not going to happen. Yeah. But it's, I'm hoping. It's fun to dream though, right? Yeah. That's cool. And my, my Red Sox are eight and one. Oh, nice! Yeah, just killing it. Right on. Yeah, lost their uh, lost their first game. Okay, and then I've gone eight and zero since. Nice. We were up four nothing in the eighth in the first game mm-hmm. and blew it. Uh-huh. Lost six four. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Other than that, undefeated. Right on, dude. Uh, and you don't watch baseball, so yeah. No, I don't. I don't watch baseball. I did laugh at this one dude on Twitter who was having a meltdown on opening day. <laughs> Just freaking out about his team. I was like, dude, you guys have like 200 games left. Like, <laughs> chill out. <laughs> so uh, today is, what's the date today? It's the 9th. Yeah. A couple days ago was the uh, fifth anniversary of Roger Ebert's death. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Five years. That's hard to believe. The Yeah. Like he was, every Friday, the first thing I would do is go on RogerEbert.com and read Roger Ebert. Oh, exactly. I was, it was like... A religious thing for me. Yeah. Every Friday morning. Yeah. And it's been kind of a, uh, a missing thing for my I don't read people's reviews on Friday morning anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. I get them on Twitter. <laughs> Two weeks before it opens. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Massive spoilers. He was he used to post spoilers too, though. Yeah, but I don't know. It was He, he was <laughs> cool about it. I was an asshole to him once. Really? I was like... Probably the only tweet I ever sent to him was like, oh, thanks for the spoilers, jerk, or something like that. <laughs> then he died two weeks later of cancer. <laughs> yeah, he right. felt super bad. <laughs> I did. Nice. And uh, for video game-wise, I'm playing Last Guardian. Okay. It's really hard. Yeah, it's, it looks it's like It's like it. a giant puzzle game, uh, <laughs> and the camera angles suck. Okay. 
And uh, Adrian's been doing some video game stuff. I have. She's got something to announce, I think. Yeah, I guess a big announcement. Yeah. Uh, I'm now a Twitch streamer. I'm a 20-year-old kid. Sounds so weird. With a, with a dream. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, though, I, I did start a Twitch channel. It's called uh, The Crow Show. That's T-H-E-C-R-O. S-H-O-W. Not that any of you will actually check it out. I think maybe a few might, but uh, yeah, I play a lot of video games and I've been getting really excited about esports and with Overwatch, the Overwatch League specifically, as well as Twitch streams. I've been watching a lot of people, uh, big streamers and small streamers, and it's just people hanging out playing video games and talking with the people who are watching and uh, i've had a lot of fun playing man i've been playing god of war 3 on ps4 uh, the remastered version and you tuned in a couple times and it was pretty cool having you chat in the the chat room i was, I was just telling jokes the whole time <laughs> that's right <laughs> that was pretty cool and my brother was there and like a couple of randoms and on the weekend while i was playing so there was a guy from italy who was watching and he said, I don't speak English, but I'm here to watch you play. So I went into Google Translate and I went to English English to Italian and uh, typed a message and uh, copied the Italian version into the chat. And we exchanged a few messages back and forth in Italian. It was crazy. That's cool, man. Yeah. So. Right on. Yeah. And I had a really unexpected moment where somebody in the chat said, I can't play God of War 3, so I'm just here to watch. And that made me really sad. But at the same time, I was like, well, this person didn't say why. But if they're getting some kind of enjoyment out of the thing I'm doing right now, like that's worth it for me. I I, I was so happy just reading right that. On. That's cool. So, yeah, I've been... Uh, doing that quite a bit i also uh, the week before went to an evening with kevin smith at the rio theater in vancouver that was really cool it was a fun event i was kind of trying to sell my ticket because i didn't know i spent 200 dollars on a single ticket they worded it wrong yeah, the way they worded it made it sound like two tickets. Yeah. So I was like, they, oh. They even admitted that they worded it wrong. Yeah. And then didn't fix it. <laughs> That's right. That was kind of bad. Yeah. <laughs> I know we're supposed to be like raising money to save the Rio, but it said two tickets. Yeah, it did. Yeah, tickets. Plural. Yeah. So I went. I, I had fun. Um Ran into some f- friends from Vancouver, which was really cool. And a uh, big shout out to Mark. Super nice guy. Always a good time running into Mark. And uh, yeah. It wasn't the same because I wasn't there. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. the Re- Say the Rio campaign has been really weird, man. They, uh, they got an extension and haven't done a thing since. That's right. I don't know what the hell they're doing. It's crazy. They must know something I don't know. Yeah. Because they're not doing anything. Yeah. Uh, and last thing, non-movie stuff. Uh, Liverpool's up 3-0 going into the second leg. Of the quarterfinals of Oof. Champions League versus Man City. It's yeah. going to be a battle tomorrow, man. Let's say Salah play? I think it's going to be a game-time decision. Nice. Which uh, could be vital to their to the results because man city they could totally run up the score park the bus man park yeah. the bus yeah, that's right that's that's not jürgen klopp's style though. no it's totally not that's why i love jürgen klopp <laughs> he's a madman one one last thing about your your uh streaming thing mm-hmm. uh adrian had an idea oh that's right yeah he, thanks for bringing if, this up. if if he hits he wants to hit subscriber goals right is that, is that the thing follower goal 50 Fo- yeah he wants to get to 50 yeah. What are you at right now? Like 26? 27. Nice. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to do when you hit 50, sir? Uh, I'm going to do the Hot Ones Challenge uh, live on Twitch. 
And again, that's twitch.tv slash the crow show. <laughs> so the idea is um, last year I did the hot ones challenge. The footage never made it online. And I don't want to talk about that. That's behind me. <laughs> I just want to focus on what the, the future. Fuck, Kyle. Yeah, that's right. What the fuck, Kyle? I just want to focus on the future. So what I plan on doing is to celebrate reaching affiliate status on Twitch. Um, I'm going to just host a live stream of me eating the 10 hot wings, uh, hot ones challenge. And you will be there to help uh, ask the questions. I'm going to ask the questions. Yeah. Here's what I think I'm going to do. I think I'm going to get the wings made and I think I'm going to try to eat them. Oh, really? But okay. I'm not going to push my... I don't like hot food at all. I cannot handle hot food at all. Yeah. But I'm kind of curious to see how far I can go. Wow. Without dying. <laughs> okay. So so maybe I'll go to McDonald's and get like a 10-pack of nuggets or something nice. beforehand and just sauce those. I can I can do 10 wings. Like, I, it, it'll be no problem, man. Okay. I already got okay. some plans, so... It's going to be hardcore. Yeah, man. It's all good. I'll, I'll, I'll bring the heat with the questions. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So that's the idea, is to have uh, Bill there to facilitate the questions. And, um, and you know, give him, like, some sort of resuscitation when he's dead on the ground. That's right. I saw the photos the last time. You, yeah. were, you were not in a good place, sir. No, man. I, I, yeah, and I mentioned before, like, I was kind of in fight-or-flight mode. My body was shaking. My heart rate went up, and I, I felt really scared for my health. I thought, like... <laughs> This is this is the end here, and and my wife is in the other room, and, <laughs> not and in here. You don't even have the hot one. Yeah, well, from the sounds of it, the uh, that one's actually not as hot as. But who knows? the The ones at the end, the last three or four, are just absolute. What, what, what ones do you have? You, you, you have the bomb, the bomb, which is, is a piece of shit. It's supposed to be like the dirtiest of the dirty. Yeah. Mad Dog 357 is the hardest one and that's number 9. And you have Blair's Mega Dust Sauce. Yeah. With yeah. liquid rage. With liquid rage. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it just sounds like a motherfucker, right? <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. Um it's so it's yeah. painful, man. So yeah, you, you don't have the last dab. But no. th- those three are from last season? Uh two seasons ago. Like two I think. seasons ago? Yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah. We'll do it up. We'll see what happens. Yeah. That could, could be could be bad, could be great. Could be. So that's that's the plan right now. So <laughs> I'm pretty excited. So yeah, Hot Ones Challenge, live on Twitch. If you want to ask me questions, uh, you will have to make sure you have a Twitch account registered and you have to be watching the show as it happens. Oh, so it's gonna be terrible. <laughs> it will be pretty bad. We'll, we'll promote it on here. Yeah. In case people want to watch Adrian kill himself. Because right. it's gonna be terrible. And to reach 50 followers it, it could be a couple months from now so we'll, we'll have some we'll have a big, you sell big yourself shorts there <laughs> that's right all right so on with the show on with the show uh let's go let's move on to the first part of the show the rant this is where we rant about anything movie related uh why don't you start things off for us so yeah we uh we usually record every two weeks and uh last week adrian texted me and was like oh dude i'm, I'm super busy and i haven't watched anything and i'm like wicked i have an out yeah i hate saying that Mm -hmm. but i'm not really feeling this right now Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna lie i don't think i should i think i should be totally truthful yeah um the podcast has become a little bit of a uh time consumer that i don't i don't have time yeah um something always going on oh yeah and last weekend i could have gone away Mm -hmm. and i didn't 
more or less because I thought we were recording. Mm-hmm. Um, this weekend is cool because the, the movies are actually good. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's been the main problem. Yeah. I, I, every weekend I go to movies and it's like Pacific Rim. Yeah. And it, I, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. It's, it, these movies suck so bad. Oh yeah. That I, I don't really want to watch movies anymore. Yeah. I hear you. Like the only thing good movie wise right now are VOD movies that I pick. Yeah. That's true. And that's really shitty. <laughs> it's a rough go, man. And, and as I said before, um, anybody, anybody wants to sponsor us and pay us to do this shit, mm-hmm. I'll be there every goddamn week. Yeah. But until then, yeah. if I'm not feeling it, yeah. I, I think I think we got a new rule here. Yeah. I, I'm just not going to record. Yeah. Because I, I would have been crappy last week. Yeah. I, I, I like legitimately was super happy when you said, oh, I can't record. I'm like, yeah. whoa. Oh, okay. Like giant relief <laughs> off my back because I didn't yeah. want to record at all. Yeah. Because I had like maybe two movies watched. I know. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, it wouldn't have been fun. Yeah. You, people would have known it. Yeah, there's there are actually a couple podcasts out there where you can tell Adrian and I are all out of fucks. Yeah, there was one episode I think we recorded it five times. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I we should dig up which which what whichever one that was. Somebody trying to find it and tell us which one it is. <laughs> right. Tell us which one you think that we recorded five times. Yeah, because uh, we had record equipment problems and we finally upgraded our equipment after like the the fourth episode. Yeah, recorded and it broke. Yeah, so. Yeah, I, 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 we've done enough of these that I think I owe you a little bit of mm-hmm. my t- time, yeah. and that I owe it actually being me caring. Yeah. So if I'm not caring, I'm not going to record. Yeah, I'm cool with that, man. Yeah, like that's uh, that's something I've learned over time, like through doing this, like. And to tie it back into my Twitch thing, I've seen Twitch streams where you can tell the person just doesn't want to be there. And it's not a fun time for anybody. So <laughs> the best thing was is that uh, Adrian texts me. He's like, "Yo, dude, can't can't record. Didn't watch anything." Then, like six hours later, this motherfucker was on the Movie Bears podcast recording about <laughs> Ready Player One. Yeah, and I'm like, Adrian's a man. He does whatever the fuck he wants, <laughs> and I love him. Yeah. Well, that was the the one movie I watched. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so. And and. and Guess what? I don't care what Adrian does. Yeah, he go yeah. there all the time he wants. I love yeah. the movie bears. Yeah, do whatever the fuck you want, dude. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yeah, we had a good time. So yeah, that was cool. But yeah, man, yeah, anytime, dude. Just let me know uh, because this is a a two person show and um, time is valuable, man. Yeah, like time is for. The amount of work we put into this and uh, what we've gotten in return, which is always fun banter from friends and loved ones who who listen. Um, we're not making money off this. <laughs> now this not this, that we're this, in this. This costs for, us money. So not, not that we're in this to make money. No, totally not. Or anything like that. Uh, but it is a big time consumer. It's not just the act of recording. It's <laughs> going to the theater for six to eight hours every weekend. Uh, and then recording here for a couple of hours. Two hours before I started writing the, like, recording the show, I wrote notes for close to an hour. Yeah. Maybe an hour and a half. Yeah, I spent about 90 minutes online. And I'm terrible with it, too, because I write these giant, elaborate, multi-page notes and then don't read them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I skim the top, Yeah, read, like, two words of it, and then, like, ad-lib at the rest. Ah. Uh. And it's... I don't know, I, but I always feel like I have to have notes. Yeah, and then I never use them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it helps jar your, gets your brain going. Like, yeah, I think the stuff that you quote unquote ad lib is probably what you've written anyway. Probably, yeah, so. yeah. It's a good exercise. But I, don't know. I know what you mean. Like, but, you know, stop whining, Bill. 
<laughs> you, you, you bastard. Yeah, it's all good. Man. On, on to you, sir. Yeah, cool. Good rant, man. Good rant. Uh, my rant is about cultural appropriation in movies. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, we're going there, dude. Adrian's going there. We're going there, man. Um, These are the words of Adrian Charlie Esquire. <laughs> that's right. Not of Bill Harris. <laughs> yeah. Yes, as I push my glasses up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we are becoming too sensitive. This outrage response to things. Um, I'm going back to Wind River. Taylor Sheridan, that's Taylor his Taylor Sheridan? Writer, director, Wind River told a story about a First Nations woman who suffered sexual assault and murder. It was very violent, physical abuse. It was nasty. But the story he told is something that First Nations women have always faced and still face today. Sure, I'd really enjoy it if Taylor Sheridan were had brown skin like me. Um, but he doesn't. Shout out to, by the way, not to hijack, shout out to uh, Jeff Barnaby. Yeah, Jeff Barnaby started a new film he today. He started a new, uh, new film today. He made a really awesome film called Rhymes for Young Ghouls a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, Native American filmmaker. Yeah. He's got a new one coming out. Yeah. That guy's a talent man. He is. He's great. When, like, you, when you tell me that they just don't have any people making films, well, Jeff Barnaby makes films. Yeah, man. He makes damn good films. And he writes a lot, too. Damn right like, he That's does. all he does. Yeah. Man. Sorry um, to hijack. but Yeah, no, it's all good, man. Yeah. No, I appreciate that because uh, that's important. Yeah. But he did tell a story worth telling. He told a story that's very truthful. He treated it with a ton of respect and care. He had the option to sell Wind River, but he felt so personal to it that he didn't want to give it away. So uh, I appreciate and, and love and respect Sheridan for that. But he did take some flack from First Nations people. Now You, you took some flack from First Nations people. And I took, you know, I took flack from my own people for enjoying Wind River. Because I thought it was a fantastic film. And I'll, I'll, I'll die on that hill if I have to. Wes Anderson is also taking a bit of flack uh, for his latest film, Isle of Dogs, which is set in Japan. Now, in the movie, and you've seen it in the trailers, the Japanese characters, they all speak Japanese. And they don't have English subtitles. But most of it is translated via Francis McDormand translating. And... Um, the things that aren't translated, and we're going to get more into this, the things that aren't translated, you can get the gist of the message anyway. But a lot of people are up in arms because Wes Anderson is silencing Japanese voices and appropriating Japanese culture when I think he's paying homage. He's paying a great deal of love and respect to the culture. And not a single time did I feel like he was being disrespectful. So what's, what's their idea of... A perfect thing here for the dogs to bark and that for to be subtitled i don't know i i guess it's wrong for a white dude to tell a japanese story or a story set in japan a story set in japan yeah but we talked earlier it's like well you might as well wipe out every movie made before 2015 or <laughs> who knows right like you know rob cohen he's a exploitation filmmaker who you probably don't know his name but you've probably seen a lot of his movies he was very prolific from the 70s through present time uh he made black exploitation films but he didn't define it like that. He just made films that happened to have black actors and they had action scenes and he loved making that genre of film. And in his latest movie, the documentary about him, he said like... King Cohen. 
yeah, King Cohen, it's really good. He's like, I didn't call it black exploitation, and he's like, that's what other people called it. I was just making movies that I wanted to make. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, he, do we do we remove his those films from his canon now? Like, where do we draw the line here? And it's it's starting to really piss me off. And can we just watch the film? Why does everything have to trigger everybody? I, I maybe I just. I'm weird like that. I just want to watch the film. Yeah. Isla Dogs did not bug me at all. No, no. It was set in Japan. They spoke Japanese. and Japanese actors spoke Japanese. And Francis McDermott's character translated it, Mm -hmm. which to me is almost like subtitles. Yeah. And the dogs spoke English because they couldn't speak any other language other than barking. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's made by an English film director. That's right. Yeah. What's the problem? I don't I don't know, dude. Everybody gets triggered on everything yeah. now. People are going to like watch a My Little Pony movie and get triggered by something. Yeah. It's so like calm the fuck down. Yeah, man. Uh, I had a Japanese family sitting next to me during Isle of Dogs. There was the two parents, a few kids, and what looked like the grandmother. They were all loving it, man. They were like, you know, hey, this is a piece of our culture. Like, I don't want to speak on their behalf no. or anything. But from their body language, from the smiles they had and the way they were laughing through the whole movie, I was like, man, they're having a good time too. And I'm having a good time. We're all watching this movie having a good time. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Where was the Grand Budapest Hotel in Hungary or something like that? Yeah, uh, it was. It was were, were Hungarian people pissed off that uh, <laughs> yeah. it was, wasn't in Hungarian? Yeah. Yeah. No, they weren't. Yeah, it's essentially like a World War II movie. Yeah, it's, it's, I just, yeah. You're, you're all going to love the movie Bodied. Oh, dude. Because Joseph Kahn talks about you for two hours. <laughs> you guys are going to fucking hate it. Yeah. So I, I can't wait. So did, did Joseph Kahn appropriate uh, rap culture in his movie Bodied? No. Joseph Kahn doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. You talk to him. Yeah. He doesn't, he'll love talking to you guys. He'll tell you <laughs> off. He'll, he'll piss you off. Yeah, it's great. And the other one I wanted to mention was Kubo and the Two Strings. All white cast, all white filmmakers, white animators. Uh, and it's set in like a Japanese culture. And uh, I love that film. Nobody said anything about that. Nobody said shit back then. It's also the best animated film in the last 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. So where do we draw the line? Like, uh, yeah. I, if, if, if the only. People who can tell my people's story are going to be First Nations people. We may never see another First Nations movie again. That sucks. <laughs> so, I, I, I don't know. I just, I'm getting sick of it. I'm getting sick of the way people are overly sensitive about stuff. And it's getting to me, man. Uh, hate mail coming. Yeah. Like like Omar. That's true. Hate mail coming. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Bring it on, man. Yeah. Bring it on. Uh, yeah. Uh, remember when our rants used to be 60 seconds? I do. <laughs> we used to call it the 60 second. I don't know. Okay. Whatever. We should get back to that. <laughs> so rant over. Sorry if it was a little bit long winded, but, uh, it's been a while and we had stuff to say. <laughs> Want to talk about some movies? Sure. Nah, fuck it. I quit. <laughs> yeah, quit. All right. I'm out. Peace. This is now the Crow Show <laughs> movie podcast. <laughs> I will sit here and podcast alone while Bill plays PS4. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost done Last Guardian. That's awesome. And it's really hard. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I know Adrian got here. I'm just like, fuck. Yeah, we're now a PS4 podcast. And, and he's like, just keep on going, man. I'm like, no, I got to yeah. stop. I'm yeah. not, not going to stop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. 
So let's talk about some movies. Uh, let's talk about our first movie. This is by Steven Spielberg. Hey, who's, who's that? It's like this up and coming indie filmmaker some guy. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about Ready Player One. Citizens of the Oasis. Like many of you, I only came here to escape. But I found something much bigger than just myself. Are you willing to fight? This is war. Finally. Welcome to the rebellion. Ready Player One. Experience it in IMAX, March 30th. Okay, so what is Ready Player One all about? So, as you said, directed by Steven Spielberg, uh, when the creator of a virtual reality world called The Oasis dies, he releases a video with really bad acting <laughs> in which he, which he challenges all Oasis users to find his Easter egg, which will give the finder his fortune. Ty Sheridan, Olivia Cook. And the great Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. Actually, I like all three of those actors. I yeah, think they're, they're all good. quite good. Yeah. Sheridan, I think, is a really good upcoming actor. And I think Olivia Cook's the future. So She is the future. <laughs> man. She's the future. Yeah. She's the present and the future. Yeah. Um, I think you like this one a little more than I did. I got the sense of that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't like the world. <laughs> yeah. It actually kind of freaks me out. Yeah. I think it's gross. It is. It really is. Yeah, there's something really bad about it's like this movie is more or less what what I think Facebook wants to be. Okay, all encompassing. You're on us twenty four seven, and everything in your life has to do with Facebook. Plugging in, yeah, giving up all your time and energy and money, yeah, and resources. And I I just that grosses me out and freaks me out. Yeah. they, sure. They even talk about ads in this movie. Right? Yeah. Like, sure. It's 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 a fun ride. Like, like it's really cool. How they, it looks really great. A lot of money thrown at the film. Yeah. Um. Not a lot of problem with that. I do have a problem with like, uh, the 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 placement of the stuff that's like characters. Like, oh my god, he drives a Delorean. Or look at that character. It's the guys from Halo. <laughs> yeah. And it, it it becomes a movie where you're more thinking about the background noise okay then what's happening in the foreground okay i don't yeah. like that okay i don't i want to concentrate on the movie not on shit in the background yeah i don't know yeah i i hear you i was worried about that going in because i was not looking forward to this movie i thought the animation looked bad i thought parsifal looked super lame <laughs> And I was very underwhelmed by the first teaser that came out. And the only trailer I really enjoyed was the last one they released. Um, But I came out really pleasantly surprised. Uh, It's not a movie I'd be like ride or die for, (laughs) but I had so much fun watching it. I don't like saying this. I hate being this guy, but it is an improvement over the book because the book was Wade was aka Parsival. He was just a super elite douchebag who lorded over people who didn't know about as much as him when it came to obscure references and Atari games. So they made him more human. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but he did kind of encapsulate that elite toxic online gamer bullshit that all of us hate. (laughs) So wonderful. Yeah. I haven't read the book, so I don't recommend it. I was, I was fresh. Yeah. It's a really slick film. It is. And yeah. I expect nothing less from Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Who 
I can make anything. Yeah. And it's going to look great. Yeah. And it's probably going to be a good film. This is a good film. It's not, there's nothing terrible here. Yeah. Um, other than like the, the weird commercialism of it. But, um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's like a four and a five all day. Yeah. But nothing more, nothing less. Like it's, it's a, it's a, it's exactly what I thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah. I was hoping somebody would jump up and make it better than that though. Mm -hmm. Um, this is, I wish people would write to be great. This yeah. this is not a great script, mm-hmm. um, and but yeah, Ty Sheridan I think is uh, you know he's, he's a good leading man. He's mm-hmm. finding the part. Yeah, uh, you know I love Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, I love the diverse cast. Oh yeah, and it's really diverse. There's there's females. There's young kids. There's yeah. uh, like people you don't think are going to be the person are completely different. Yeah, like that's kind of cool. I like yeah. that. Yeah, but um, still waiting for it to to make me want to really say this movie is great <laughs> what about and we have to talk about this because everybody talks about it what did you think about the second key challenge from that middle part didn't like it at all really that might be the the part that really um frustrated me the most about the <laughs> really? film wow okay. uh we can't even talk about it can no we, we can't really. and that sucks yeah but um it's a all we can say is it's a reference to a beloved movie by pretty much all movie lovers and it's from the 70s yeah <laughs> that's about all we can say from now one of the most prolific filmmakers of our time maybe the goat yeah yeah uh yeah i and it's repurposed for this movie i didn't like that at all really okay. yeah i thought they were um trading that movie's greatness to try to get some of it for themselves. Really? Yeah. Wow. I found it kind of, I found that gross. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I thought it was awesome because <laughs> there's the whole bit. And of course we're not spoiling anything here, but there's one character who says, I've never seen this movie. What can I expect? And part of that movie is you don't know, even like go back to the first time you watch that movie the shit that happens, you're just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and to be able to witness somebody in that universe go through it, I had a lot of fun witnessing that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think one thing I wanted to talk about too is that you've already touched on this a little bit. Is Halliday a villain? The guy, the creator, would you classify him as a villain? <laughs> Because he said, you must study my life after I've died (laughs) in order to find the Easter egg. So as a result, lots and lots of people, the Gunters, as they call themselves, Egg Hunters, um, they stop creating. They stop advancing. They stop their appreciation of art is only the things in the past because that's what Halliday loved. Yeah. So that's all they study now is... You know, 70s and 80s movies and uh, Back to the Future and Atari video games. They're not really moving forward. So no. I thought that was an interesting discussion. I, it's actually kind of, I never really thought about that way. Yeah. Because Ben Mendelsohn's sure a cartoon villain in the. <laughs> he is. Yeah. He's just playing. But, like, he's, but he's good because he's just chewing it. Yeah, man. The scenery is being eaten. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, ben Mendelsohn's great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just a little little too much for me. Okay. Uh, I still liked it. Just, yeah. Um, yeah. I felt kind of dirty after it. Okay. Yeah. I, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I really enjoyed it. I came out like high-fiving everybody and <laughs> being like, yo, that was my childhood. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. But. Wow. <laughs> just, just wow. <laughs> yes. Jurassic Park. Oh, 
Battle Toads, Tracer, Ninja Turtles, Mortal Kombat. But they're trading your love for that for currency. That's what. The I almost said the movie there. Yeah. God damn it. That's that's <laughs> that's why we. I wish we spoiled shit on the yeah, show. Yeah. Uh, that's why the the movie stuff bothered me. Okay. It was trading its greatness for currency that this film did not deserve. Okay. Yeah. That's I get that. Yeah. I respect that. Don't have to like it, but I respect it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear where you're coming from, man. I don't believe I almost said the movie. That was really terrible. <laughs> I apologize, friends. If you actually got what I was. I'll, sh- I'll when I'm cutting the show. If, if if it sounds too much, like you're giving it away, I'll just beep it. All right. Cool. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay, that's Ready Player One. It's one of the movies where you've probably decided whether you're going to see it, but now you know our thoughts on it. And I'm definitive. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he is. He is. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, let's talk about, uh, how would you classify this next movie? Is it a horror? Is it a thriller? Horror thriller? Silent film. Silent film? Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. Let's talk about John Krasinski's debut film? Second film. Second second film, that's right. Yeah. Uh, this one is called A Quiet Place. Okay, A Quiet Place. What is this one all about? So yeah, directed by John Krasinski. Uh, a family is forced to live in silence while hiding from creatures that hunt by sound. Ooh. Thank you, IMDb. Dun, dun, dun. John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, and Melissa... Melissent. Mil- I can't even say the word. Millicent Simmons. Yeah, You might have known from the really great Wonderstruck from yeah, last year man. that nobody saw. It's awesome. Track it's it down. really good. Yeah. Uh, it got stink on it, and she's really great in it, and she's great in this film, too. Yeah. Uh, tough being John Krasinski, eh? It's married to Emily Blunt. <laughs> married to Emily Blunt. It's, it's, this movie was number one film, and it overperformed. Writer, director. Yeah. Accolades. People love The Office. He's hot as hell. Yeah. <laughs> It's tough being John Krasinski. It is tough to being John Krasinski. So, you don't know what I thought of this film. I have no idea. I know what you thought of it. Yeah, you know my thoughts. I I went off on Twitter. You kind of went off on it. (laughs) And a lot of people got really uh, weirded out by your thoughts. Yeah, that's right. Because how dare you speak out against a South by Southwest film? (laughs) Uh, I kind of really liked this one. You did? I eh? did. Wow. I thought for for what it is with the whole silence aspect of it, I thought the whole movie kind of worked. I liked how uh, everything in their life was really shitty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And because literally, if you make a sound, these things. I don't know. They're not really explained. They're just creatures have such great hearing that every little sound could get you killed. Oh, yeah. Try to imagine going through your day silent. Yeah. Yeah. It's not cool. Yeah. And these people have a really tough time living. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, they live in a, like, a, like a farm. And they, their, their farm has like corn and grain. Could you imagine trying to pick the corn? Oh, totally. Like, seriously. Think <laughs> you, about that. You have to do it in silence. Yeah. Like, yeah. everything. And they build path, pathways out of sand from their home 
to town. How many days and weeks did that take? Totally. That's crazy. And all in the name of being silent. Yeah. And I love that it sticks to these kind of like rules. Like you have to be silent about everything. And whenever, every time somebody makes a noise in the film, it, it pays off really well. Mm-hmm. I think the acting is really good. I think the directing is really good. I think when it needs to ramp stuff up, it ramps it up hard. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, you have to build suspense and then truly great horror, yeah. we'll call it what you will, yeah. do the Jaws. You don't show the creature yeah. for a while. Yeah. And this one does the same thing. I like that it, it, it pays off after a while. Uh, and I think it's a really cool idea. I've mm-hmm. never really seen anything kind of like this before. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I know you didn't think the execution was very good, but I bought it. Yeah. Um, I love that there was like really weird shit. Like the the girl's a teenager and she's starting to rebel mm-hmm. in silence. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's not it's not like, like a it's not like a Suspiria great horror film or anything <laughs> yeah. like that. But I think there's a reason why I think it's it's made money because I think people really responded to it. Yeah, and the word of mouth was quite good. Yeah, and people like, do like bad movies. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So enough about me uh, yeah. loving this film, Adrian. Tell me why you didn't like this film. <laughs> I liked the idea of it. I probably enjoyed about the first hour of it. Uh, and then it just started to fall off its wheels for me. The further away I get from this movie, the less I enjoy it. Um, there are things about the script that really get me that I don't want to say on here because of spoilers. Uh, but there are some rules with the strengths and weaknesses of the creature that I thought they changed a couple times too much. I didn't like that. I really, I hated, hated the final 15 minutes. Really? I was rolling my eyes the whole freaking time. I was so pissed off. Um, I was really annoyed. Like, there's... You hinted at it a little bit. The uh, the young daughter. She's... Uh, what is she? 12, 13 kind of thing. Um, John Krasinski, the father, he's holding her back. And he's coddling her, protecting her, not letting her advance. Not letting her provide and support the family the way she wants to. And they don't really explain why. <laughs> And, uh, I, and I know I, it's I, probably because she's a deaf character, but like it's a silent. You have to be silent, and she lives in silence. Like that's she's got a black belt in that stuff. Like <laughs> to put it very bluntly, and no, that's not a that's not a dumb play on words with Emily Blunt. But let's go with it. Um, she's the person you want to teach. And there's even a bit where a character asks him, "Why, why are you not letting her?" go further and he doesn't say a damn thing <laughs> it's just like not even the script knows why that's nah, it's, 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 so it's over protection from something that happens in the first five minutes of the film i guess but which was amazing it, that first opening five minutes is pretty fucking great by the way it is yeah yeah that's like just nightmare fuel it is yeah it really is i think it's great uh that first five minutes <laughs> i really really hated the last 15 minutes just really removed every kind of every piece of goodwill he built (laughs) going into it there are physics things that happen in the movie involving grain which pissed me off it's like i might have laughed at that part how the are you going to do this one thing and then that thing that you just did 90 seconds ago doesn't fucking matter anymore (laughs) holy shit adrian's worked up oh it's it's a fucking shit 
ending. It's worse than Get Out. Um, <laughs> I wish I could drink the Kool-Aid on this one, but I can't. Um, the, yeah, the rules aren't consistent. Uh, there's a character that, yeah... I don't want to get into spoilers. Because I didn't like it, that doesn't give me a green light to just ruin it for people who may not have seen it. So yeah, I can tell you how uh, afterwards. Okay. I also liked that uh, they didn't just fall into science. Yeah. It actually seemed like he knew what he was doing when he was doing stuff. Yeah. As opposed to something like Mars Attacks, where like they're like... Something happens and oh. everybody dies. I was yeah. like, I was just like, That's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's... It's not a great horror film, mm-hmm. but you know, usually you're 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 the cheap lay on the horror films, yeah, and you're not digging this one, which yeah. is really weird because I usually hate horror films, yeah, and yeah. I kind of like this one, yeah. Maybe it's because it's got some differences. It's not really a yeah. horror film, yeah. It's a a tense family drama mm-hmm. with some shit going on in the background, yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool, but yeah. better than I thought it would be. Uh, okay, I watched the trailer and I'm like, that's going to be missable. Really, I was excited by the trailer, and there's there's some stuff where I think I hate using his name, but he's the writer director, right, John Krasinski. There are bits where it feels like he's just so smug about his. This is so cutesy, and it's a wink and a nod at the camera kind of thing. <laughs> And um, that shit just pissed me off. So this will not be on your mid-year top five list. No, no. <laughs> and it'll be nowhere near my worst films list. I, I'm not saying like, okay. like um, if I had to rate it, Gun to My Head, um, or one of those creepy monsters, uh, <laughs> I would whisper, three out of five. <laughs> you know, which, if I were standing near a waterfall or something. Which is hilarious. I'm like defending this like crazy, and I think I would give it like three and a half or four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed the build-up, uh, but I, I think it just unravels. And uh, well, that's cool. Yeah, at least you could tell me why I didn't like it. Man. Yeah, yeah, that's all I care about. <laughs> yeah, so that's a quiet place. <laughs> at least it was only like eighty-seven minutes or something like that's that. That's true. It is. Like, very it's, tight. A, it's, it's a wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. I'm out. It is. Yeah, it really I like is. that. And it's one I can see myself revisiting down the road. Like I'm not. Well, I don't think you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so that's a quiet place. Again, you've probably decided to see it. <laughs> okay, let's move on to our next movie. We already hinted at this one. It's Wes Anderson's latest film. Always a big event around here. Isle of Dogs. Before we attack each other and tear ourselves to shreds like a pack of maniacs, let's just open the sack first and see what's actually in it. It might not even be worth the trouble. I don't know. What do you think? Sure. Maybe. Hi. A rancid apple core, two worm-eaten banana peels, a moldy rice cake, a dried-up pickle, tin of sardine, bones of pile, broken eggshells, an old smushed-up rotten gizzard with maggots all over it. Okay, it's worth it. Get out of here and don't come back. Sheesh, Igor, I, I think he chewed your ear off. Hmm, hmm. Okay, so for those uninitiated, what is Isle of Dogs? Directed by the great Wes Anderson, set in Japan, Isle of Dogs follows a boy's odyssey in search of his lost dog. IMDb! Amazing stuff. Yeah. That might be their worst ever. 
Uh, it's just about a boy looking for his dog. Totally. That's what the entire film is about. Yeah. Uh, including every voice in Hollywood. That's right. I'm not joking. Yeah. Uh, Cranston, Norton, Balaban, Murray, Goldblum, Gerwig, McDermott, Johansson, Keitel, and Yoko fucking Ono. Yeah. What? And, <laughs> and Schreiber, one of the best voice actors of our time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is this is pretty much a perfect film, yeah. uh, and I expect nothing less from Wes Anderson, <laughs> yeah, man. who might be the most anal, articulate filmmaker going today. Oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure every little hidden, stupid little thing in this film was on his storyboards. Oh, totally. He's yeah. that meticulous. Yeah. Um, and it really shows on the screen. Everything's so precise. It's incredible. Yeah. Just with... even. It, Put it on mute and just watch it. Yeah. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. The animation is really amazing and everything is just perfect. And as I said, I expect nothing less from Wes Anderson. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is one of the best films of the year. Absolutely. And man. it's going to be there at the end of the year, being one of the best films of the year. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm right there with you. And I love just the aesthetic of this film. Like, when you meet the the main dogs, the four, was it four of them? Yeah. Um, the alphas. Yeah, that's right. I love their intros. Like you get like the color timing on it. It's almost like there's a tiny little spotlight just on their eyes and everything's darked out a little bit and they're introducing them and it's so cool. Who are the f- the main ones? It was like Cranston and uh, Norton, Goldblum and Bill Murray. Yeah. Yeah. They're fucking awesome, dude. Like, and Goldblum's not doing Goldblum. He's no. just doing Wes Anderson Goldblum. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. This is a film about dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Why do we relate to them so well? Yeah. Because it's really good, friends. This is yeah. perfect. Yeah. Uh, it's like, it's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, I just, I think he's the most technically perfect director going today. Bar none. Yeah. Even on his, like, weakest film probably bottle rocket okay. that film is also laid out yeah perfectly yeah it's unreal yeah uh yeah i think he's one of the best directors today absolutely man yeah. and it's so funny too right like they have this bit and it's in the trailer because the dogs are on this island and it's trash island right yeah all they're getting is literally garbage dumped on them and they're debating whether they should fight over this bag of garbage that has like rotten eggs in it and like a banana peel and all this stuff and ed norton's like we need to make sure this is worth fighting for and he does the inventory of it they're like let's go and then they fight the other dogs it's so funny and it's and it's not violent like it's just cartoon like cloud of dust and you see paws and you hear them fighting it's really weird this is not a kid's movie it's not but the screening the screening i went to had kids at it. Oh, really? Okay. And usually this would drive me nuts. Yeah. But this was the film, oddly, that I didn't care that the kids were asking the parents questions. Okay. Because the movie made them think. Yeah. That's cool. I and didn't I, think about it. And that. I was like, that's cool. Yeah. I, uh, I don't mind that you're talking. I, I kind of do. But yeah, I at least you're trying to get an explanation from your parents why you think this movie is cool mm-hmm. because it's really cool yeah uh the the dog story aces yeah man the japanese people story yeah aces yeah uh the dog's relationship with each other amazing oh dude so good brian cranston he's the only stray dog in the group and the others are they were domesticated dogs <laughs> 
And listening to them talk about the things they miss, it was awesome. It was like watching a prison movie, but starring dogs. <laughs> it was so cool. Yeah, this movie should not work at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And literally, if it hadn't been for an absolutely generational science fiction film called Annihilation, this is my favorite film of the year. Right on, dude. Yeah. Right on. And I walked out of the film and I texted you, and I'm like, good God, yeah. Isle of Dogs. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's, that's the appropriate response, man. I left the theater just feeling so good and just so in love. And you know me, I'm a cat guy. Like, me, well, me too. Cats versus dogs. I prefer cats. And cats are in this movie, and they're assholes. And they're hilarious. And they don't even talk. They no. just sit there looking mad and fierce <laughs> and amazing. And it's it's so funny, just the way they're frowning like they, they know that they're above dogs. It's, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. And to accomplish that without them even speaking, uh, I love that. And I know, I know we already touched on this. Just, just watch this film. Yeah. It's so beautiful and lovely. It is. I, yeah. It just... Try not to bring your stuff to it. Mm -hmm. It's so great. Yeah. I don't understand why people are all over this one. This yeah. one is not controversial at all. No. It's just a really amazing film. Yeah. And treat it like what it is. Yeah. The second best film of the year so far. Absolutely. Yeah. I could see an argument for that if Wes Anderson threw in some of those, you know, when you're watching a movie from the 70s or 80s and you're going, ooh, this is more racist than I remember. Like Gremlins has some racist bullshit in there. Have you seen The Monster Squad lately? No. Oh, with the... The uh, Holocaust Survivor? Yeah, that movie is brutally yeah, harsh. It is. Yeah. So, um, but there's none of that in here. He's not poking fun. He, I thought he's very respectful and treated everything with a lot of love. So, uh, yeah, I don't get it. But High, I, I'm glad I love it. Highest recommendation. Yeah, man. This, this is pretty much the only reason we recorded a podcast this week. Yeah, pretty much. I'm not gonna lie. Like yeah. I was not into this at all. Yeah. And then I saw Isle of Dogs. I'm just yeah. like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Right on, man. Yeah. So yeah, dude. And that was his ninth film? Something was like it? that. Eighth or ninth, I think. Um, it's an event. It is. It's a Tarantino. It's yeah. a, a giant director of, of that ilk, like uh, David Fincher. Mm -hmm. You only get a couple of those every, like, a Fincher or a Tarantino film every couple of years. And every time a new Tarantino opens, we're going to go travel and see it in 70 millimeter. Because it's Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. yeah. Or Christopher Nolan or something yeah. like that. Wes Anderson is, is of that grade now. Yeah. He's been there for a while. We should treat him like the goddamn master that he is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We should talk about an episode where we kind of talk about the, the filmmakers that are those event filmmakers. Because there are a lot of them. Well, not a lot of them, but there's a handful of them. Yeah. Every two or three, four, eight years, <laughs> they come out with something. And it's an event to go well, see it. Imagine be in this being in the 70s and like Kubrick. Yeah. Yeah. Worked every five or six years. That's right. Yeah. Maybe longer. Yeah. Terrence Malick did make a film for 15 years. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is great. We're going to yeah. be these auteurs who are making a movie every two or three years. Yeah, man. This is awesome. Yeah. Let's embrace it. But, uh, yeah, I'm happy to, man. Yeah. Bring it on. So yeah, that's uh, that's Isle of Dogs. We recommend it. Go Highly. High recommend. High recommend. Go see it. Let's move on to our next part of the show, the movie club. This is where Bill picks a movie. We watch it. Something I've always—it's something that I've never seen. I don't know how you know, but you just know. I'm uh, just that good. That's right. And this episode's movie club movie is called Shortcuts. 
Uh, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about this film? So it's from the year 1993, directed by the great Robert Altman, uh, based on the writings of Raymond Carver, the uh, day-to-day lives of several suburban L.A. residents. Uh, that's an IMDb quote right there. Yeah. That was it. Was that it? They explained a movie that has 21, 22 lead characters and nine different stories and one poem about the lives, the day-to-day lives of several suburban LA residents. That's the fucking description. Yeah. Well, how do you write a synopsis for this movie? I don't know, but the movie's three hours and eight minutes long. You (laughs) think they might be able to figure something a little more than that. That's right. Uh, Yeah, as I said, this movie's... Uh, about from from nine stories yeah. and one poem yeah. uh, from Raymond Carver. Uh, this one I had a plan, and this movie had to work for the next one to work. So hopefully you like this film yeah, because I, I got a bit of a, a tie-in <laughs> with this one. Okay, this is the, I over kind of overthought this whole movie club for yeah. th- these two episodes. So <laughs> I really hope you liked Shortcuts. Yeah, I love Shortcuts. Man. Sweet, it is so good. When I thought about the title. Going into it, I was like, is this about people taking shortcuts, like shortcuts in life? But it all makes sense. (laughs) After the movie is over. It's about like death by a thousand cuts. (laughs) It's what I took out of the movie. Um, I love this movie, man. It's it's amazing. So so last episode... I brought up the, the whole Paul Thomas Anderson thing. Yeah. Are you getting the vibe off of oh, that? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. This is totally like Magnolia and yeah. Boogie Nights. But you know what? If there's one director you could kneel at the altar of, mm-hmm. Robert Altman might be a good one. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, the most simple director doing a bunch of stuff. Got yeah. got he has got so much going on and it looks easy he makes it look easy so easy yeah uh he's he was he uh he was a master in the 70s died off in the 80s and then came back like a bullet in the 90s nice and just proved to everybody that he what what he was in the 70s was not a fluke and he is like an absolute genius Mm -hmm. um yeah 22 lead actors and actresses and they all get guitar solos, man. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, he's not playing with this film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everybody's got a story. Uh, legit. This movie had rules. Yeah. Shot over 10 weeks. Okay. Nine poems. One Nine stories, one poem. 10 weeks. Okay. One week for each story. Okay. Every actor was only given one week. Really? One week. No fucking way. Wow. One week. That's unbelievable. Yeah. And really, who isn't in this movie? <laughs> Alex Trebek is in this movie. That's right. Lyle <laughs> Lovett is in this movie. <laughs> so, yeah, um, some personal favorites Tom Waits. Hate, I don't like his music at all. Yeah. His voice is weird. Don't hate me. Yeah. I know people love him, but yeah. man, he, he acts. He's, There's something really true about Tom Waits acting. Yeah. Uh, Robert Downey before he became Tony Stark. Yeah, remnants just, of... Just kind of an asshole prick, but yeah. kind of like a weird surfer kind of dude almost at yeah. the same time. <laughs> yeah. There's a scene where he's in his bedroom and he, like, he's got this like weird like woman pillow and he just weirdly punches it for no reason. Yeah, it's so strange. It's so strange, but, but it's, it's hilarious. But it's so like Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tim Robbins, who, let's be, I'll be honest, should have been Tom Cruise. Yeah, he really should have. Tim Robbins used to be a really good looking, (laughs) awesome guy. Yeah. And he should have been a bigger star, but he got really political. Mm -hmm. Uh, And just Francis McDermott. 
Dude. She's really young. Yeah. And she's awesome. She's still the amazing actress. Oh, totally. Holy crap. The great Chris Penn. Dude. God, I miss Chris Penn. I do too, man. He died when he was like 40. He had a hell of a presence to him. Yeah. And that's something you can't teach. Like like Reservoir Dogs, Chris Penn? Yeah, man. Holy crap. Yeah, dude. Should have been like the biggest actor of all time. Yeah. Uh, and dude, the goat. Mm-hmm. Jack freaking Lemon. Jack Lemon, man. Jack Lemon. He just shows up. He's like a stealth bomber in this one. Yo. He sneaks up and just annihilates you. Oh, Jack Lemon. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably my favorite actor of all time. Really? Yeah. That's I awesome. love Jack Lemon. That's awesome. You know, it's not just like the the Billy Wilder stuff from like the fifties, like some like it hot and yeah. uh the apartment. Mm-hmm. Talking Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Nice. Where yeah, he's, he's great. Where he is just going toe to toe with yeah. heavyweights. Yeah. Like every great actor in Hollywood was in Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross mm-hmm. yelling at each other. Oh yeah. And Jack fucking Lemon was the class of that bunch. He was. Because he, he was really Jack was. Lemon. Yeah, man. Uh and he's so good in this film yeah uh and yeah nine stories all interchanged we're not going to talk about them all because it's Mm -hmm. kind of impossible (laughs) it is it's just a really long movie as i said it's like three hours eight minutes which freaked me out yeah didn't know if you were into watching a three hour hour, eight minute movie (laughs) i had no choice (laughs) yeah it's true it's Um, it's amazing though i'm so glad i did but and, and like a few of my favorite scenes anything with uh Anything with Tom Waits uh, and Lily Tomlin? Yeah, they're great. Lily Tomlin's great too. Yeah, always great. Spectacular. You think she's a comedian? Yeah, she's like a great dramatic actor too. Yeah, uh, Chainsaw Meat Couch. That is awesome. <laughs> What's that actor's name again? Uh fuck. But he's always like business executive dude but in this one he's like freaking elvis or something yeah yeah and he just goes to town yeah it's amazing this, like front part of a person's house so good <laughs> yeah. uh and it, you, you touched on it earlier the great lyle love it yeah man don't like his music at all yeah great actor dude his stuff where he prank calls the family who has a son in the hospital <laughs> like writes that poem about how Casey struck out again or struck out for the last time. And it's it's haunting because he thinks that these people stiffed him on a cake that he spent lots of time on, cost him lots of money to do it. Little does he know that the kid got hit by a car. Yeah. And he's in the hospital fighting for his life. And he's writing this poem that coincidentally matches exactly what he's going through. Yeah. It's fucking brilliant. It's one, I was, of, it's one of these films, man. I was like cry laughing through that stuff. And right at the end, something happens. It's a very big thing in the movie. And there are birds. Yeah. I don't know how Altman shot those birds. <laughs> yeah. But holy crap. Those birds are a character. Yeah. And they are all over the screen. Yeah. And they are amazing. Oh, yeah. Just you probably couldn't even he it's like terrence malick like shit in this oh film. totally yeah and he's he's not terrence malick but yeah. it's it's amazing stuff yeah i think this is one of the great american films it is truly full stop yeah i love shortcuts mm-hmm. i think altman's a genius yeah uh if you haven't seen a lot of altman stuff check out his early stuff like nashville and like three women okay but then jump in at like the player Mm-hmm. Which is like the greatest satire on Hollywood ever. Nice. Also starring the great Tim Robbins. Okay. As an asshole. <laughs> he was maybe too effective at that. <laughs> yeah. And he is so good. And that yeah. movie is so great. 
Um, I've talked way too much, uh, yeah. like I always do during movie club. No, it's all good, man. Uh, how about how about I tell you what this movie is really about? Okay. After watching you, it once, you mean, you mean it's not about a uh, it's, not, it's not about a med fly outbreak? No, it's not <laughs> a quarantine. <laughs> that's right, yeah. and that's like the framework of it. That's what like what it starts out with is uh, helicopters flying over Los Angeles, dumping like what was that stuff? Pesticides. Pesticide. Yeah. Um, so here's what I wrote in my notes: This movie is about mistrust, white lies, adultery, guilt, consequences, or lack. <laughs> thereof consequences lost dreams blinded by chasing your dreams self-harm toxic male behavior and the illusion of control that's all i got so far (laughs) um after first viewing there's probably so much more i'm missing but uh all of it is amazing to watch and it's really fucking heartbreaking man like i felt so sad after this movie was over like it just it builds like a volcano and it just erupts like the final 30, 45 minutes. It's just the volcano finally exploding and shit is going down. And uh, some people aren't aware of the, thing, the, the things that they did in this movie. They're not aware of the long-term consequences and chain of events they set off. <laughs> and I think it's a strong commentary on the, the decisions we all make every day. And we don't, we're not aware of the things we do. You know, that, that major thing that happens at the end. Some people are having a really bad time, and then some people are in clown makeup in a fucking hot tub. Drunk. Drunk. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's life. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> it, it won't stop to apologize, and it won't stop to uh, tell you what you're doing wrong. <laughs> It'll just let you fuck up, and uh, it's harsh, man. But I had so much fun watching it. It's just the craftsmanship that went into this. It's it's elegant. It's you're watching these characters interact and overlap, and the character development you're witnessing, like Huey Lewis, yeah. his, his group, like he's amazing in this, and uh, you get a bit of Huey Lewis full frontal, which I wasn't <laughs> expecting. <laughs> but those characters, it, it was really strong commentary on the way men view women, or but you know at least what? some men. You know what though, dude? In the 1980s. When you heard I Want a New Drug by Huey Lewis in the news, 30 years later, you weren't like, I'm going to see him in a Robert Altman film. (laughs) (laughs) And he's going to be really good. Yeah. He's going to, and he's going to have full frontal (laughs) wang out. Um, And and I'm loving it. I'm loving every second of what Huey Lewis is doing in this movie. And that's, that's what I love about this. It's just everyone from like Lyle Lovett, Jack Lemmon, Julianne Moore, Chris Penn, Robert Downey, and... It is everybody in Hollywood. Yeah. They're all there. (laughs) What really struck me, too, and I know it's their job, and I know it's just part of Hollywood, but they're all so beautiful in this film, too. Um, That may sound weird as I say it, but that's what acting is, right? That's their job, to look beautiful. And uh, even... um, Lyle Lovett, who isn't like a, he's not like a conventionally handsome man. He's a handsome man. He, what are you talking he's about? He's pretty handsome in this. And uh, who is the other singer we were talking about? He uh, goes to the cafe diner. Tom Waits? Tom Waits. Yeah. He's got a really interesting look to him. Tom Waits has got great hair. He does. It's just like, fuck you, this is my hair. <laughs> yeah, it's I true. love it. Yeah. And uh, Francis McDormand, um, I don't want to sound like a total, total like pig headed caveman. But she is stunning in this. And I've, I've always found her to be very beautiful and very pretty. Um, it was just, it was, it was really interesting to see these people um, years before I 
knew they existed pretty much. <laughs> it's cool. Like uh, this is this is this is, to me is what uh, movie club is about, man. Like you you really dig in a film and a film that I wasn't as sure that you might dig. Like um, and then bam, you really get it. Yeah, uh, that makes me feel super good. Yeah. Um, yeah. How many directors in the world can't handle ten actors? Oh yeah, or two or three. Yeah. Look at the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah. <laughs> like this this is like science. Yeah, man. Like it's yeah. it's perfect. Yeah. This is the uh the Isle of Dogs of Yeah, the, of the early nineties. Of the early nineties. Uh yeah, it's 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 a brilliant film. It is. Uh the kind of film that I I would love for you to like if I hadn't have already done it, like you saw, like it gets whipped out at like four o'clock in the, in the afternoon at a twenty-four hour movie marathon. Oh yeah, and, you, and it just whips your ass totally. Yeah, yeah, that uh, would have been cool. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm super glad you dug that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a it's, it's a long movie. It is. I apologize. No, it's all good. Um, but uh, sometimes you just got to watch long movies. Man. You do. You do. <laughs> and Movie Club started out with a six-hour epic, <laughs> so I don't apologize for yeah. that. Big home run, dude. Big home run. Sweet. So yeah, as I was, I was sort of talking about earlier and last episode. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, your number one film of last year was Phantom Thread. Yeah, that's right. And I really wanted to do this movie of this episode a couple episodes ago, but because um, I, I, I wanted to watch it again. I haven't seen it probably since it opened. Wow. And I kind of wanted to watch it again. And I thought, oh, that's cool. Adrian hasn't seen it. I'm sure he hasn't. Yeah. So we'll do it for Movie Club. But then I started to really think about the whole influence of Altman on Paul Thomas Anderson. I'm like, fuck it. We're doing shortcuts because it's, yeah, it's a damn good film. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so this episode's Movie Club movie is Hard Eight, Paul Thomas Anderson's debut film. Cool. From uh, 1996, starring the great Philip Baker Hall and John C. Riley. Nice. You might know them from a few Paul Thomas Anderson films. That's right. Yeah. John C. Riley was like his muse. Early on, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I haven't seen this in a while, so this is almost like a first time viewing for me. Nice. Which is kind of weird because usually I've you know seen them recently. Yeah. So this could be interesting. You know, I'm just looking at his stuff right now. This might be the last movie of his that i haven't seen nice that's exciting that's cool how cool is that yeah a fresh paul thomas anderson film that's man. right it's just waiting for me so the cool thing about heart eight is that um even from the beginning paul thomas anderson was like a, a complete or auteur yeah he didn't want it called heart eight. Oh, really the film was called sydney Okay. That named after the main character. Okay. And the studio hated the title. Really? So they're like, Heart Eight. And wow. he's like, no, it's called Sydney. <laughs> okay. And he ended up losing because he was a first-time director. That's right, yeah. And he got fucked. Yeah. So to this day, he doesn't call it Heart Eight. Really? He calls it Sydney. Wow, okay. Yeah, which is pretty cool. That's uh, awesome. He, yeah. He, he, he lost, but he didn't lose. He still calls it that. That's awesome. Hmm. I love Paul Thomas Anderson. That's cool. So, yeah. Hard eight. You know, to plug a, a tiny little show, tiny little podcast you may have heard of, uh, Bill Simmons podcast. <laughs> he had a really cool interview with Paul Thomas Anderson uh, just in time for Phantom Thread. And it's really cool. If you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend it. It's uh, cool. It's really cool to hear him talk because he talks about his early days and he talked a little bit about this. And you could tell there was something there that he just that rubbed him the wrong way kind of thing. There was a Reddit thread 
um, when he did, he did an AMA during when Phantom Thread came out, and they asked about heartache criterion. They wanted hopefully criterion to be able to get it, and he's like, "Don't even ask." Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's wow. it's either litigated up the butt or he doesn't want to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Well. Good for him though. It's yeah. his movie, whatever. But it, it, it's fun. We get to uh, yeah. I, honestly, get to I don't really it remember it very well. So yeah. this is pretty cool. Right it's on, rare. Dude. Yeah. So we always encourage anybody listening to join Movie Club. That's why we call it Movie Club. It's anybody's welcome to join. All you have to do is watch the movie and uh, tell us your thoughts. Give us your thoughts on Twitter or Facebook. We'll read them on the next show. And it's not limited to just Hard Eight. If you want to talk about any of our previous entries. Uh, if you want to talk about the Three Colors trilogy, send us your thoughts on that. I was on Letterboxd earlier. Yeah. I noticed that uh, Will Lindis watched Elephant. Oh, cool. And gave it a five-star review. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So, Will Lindis, send us your thoughts on <laughs> Elephant. <laughs> you don't have to, Will. It's yeah. cool. No, you don't have I'm, to. I'm happy you watched it. And I'm glad you dug it. And our, our good friend Jim from uh, Movie Bears, also from Movie Bears podcast, he sent me a message saying he's watched a lot of our movie club movies because we talk about it and he gets excited thinking about it. And they have Filmstruck in the U.S. That's right. God, I wish we had Filmstruck <laughs> in Canada. We don't have it here. No. It's a crime, dude. Yeah. Such a crime. So, so here's my question. Yeah. How much do you have for Lightning Round? I've got one movie and two TV shows. Nice. <laughs> Do you want me to start? No, it doesn't matter. I uh, I just thought it'd be last. Like I, as I said, I, I haven't been really watching a lot. Yeah. Played a lot of games, though. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How about I talk about a movie I know for sure you haven't seen. Okay. And uh, then I'll briefly talk about the TV stuff. Midnight Sun is <laughs> starring Bella Thorne. Oh, that's Thorn. the Bella Thorne movie. Bella oh, Thorne. God And dude. Arnold Schwarzenegger's kid. Pat- you know Patrick? Was, yeah. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed this one, man. There's a shocker, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> Rob Riggle plays her father. And uh, for anybody who doesn't know, um, Bella Thorne's character has uh, a condition where she can't go out in the sunlight. It could make her very sick and she could die as a result. So you see her as a little girl growing up to her senior year in high school. Uh, just living in her bedroom with these special windows installed so that the sun doesn't get through and hurt her. Uh, so she kind of has to just it, it's, kid watch. It's, it's what Scott Summers' glasses are made out of in X-Men. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it's made out of. Yeah, that's the tech. Yeah. <laughs> so Jesus. She plays the guitar. She sings songs. She writes songs. and uh, she's, a, she's a pretty redhead. She's a very pretty redhead. And uh, I got all creepy during the last episode, and I apologize for that. That was way out of line for me. And uh, but no, she's—I uh, thought she was really good in this. In, in the movie, she goes down to the train station at nighttime because that's the only time she can go outside. And she's playing her music, and uh, Patrick Schwarzenegger uh, runs into her, and he's very smitten by her, and he's shocked to find out she's from there and it's a small town and did, did he yell out where's john connor where's john connor <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> come with me if you want to live oh that takes a whole new meaning for God. this movie but uh it's cute it's charming uh it's pretty harmless and i gotta say bella thorne 
and Rob Riggle. Here's a sentence I thought I'd never say. Both of them moved me. Wow. It, it was it was good. Wow. Okay. Uh, I don't recommend Still it. Still not going to see it. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't there the African-American version of this last year? I think so. Yeah. 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 I never saw that one either. I didn't but. see that one either. I should see that one just to complete that sort of genre it's i guess it's just not my thing yeah sorry yeah. well yeah there, there's a there's a sort of uh, target audience for that it's you know teenage girls and 39 year old men <laughs> like me <laughs> wow <laughs> wow okay i may edit that i probably won't <laughs> um and then i watched um uh, three or four episodes of queer eye on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen any of it. No, I'm so far behind on my Netflix stuff. Okay. Yeah. It's really good, man. Like, I don't know if you watched the original. Back oh, totally. The, yeah. Yeah, it was really good back then. And it's even better now because it's got just the modern spin on it. Is it the same cast? It's like, it's like that Carson guy still on I there? I can't or? remember the names. Okay. I'm, I, yeah, but uh, they're really good. They're um, um, very entertaining. And the men they pick, they're... Uh, they're just guys that are kind of low on themselves, right? And they give them a boost. And it's just a feel-good show. So if you want to feel good, watch Queer Eye. It's awesome. Oh, cool. It's on Netflix. I have no problem with that. And um, I just remembered another show I've been watching that I finished on Netflix called Nailed It. <laughs> I don't know if you've skimmed fast. I've heard a lot of people talking about this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically people who don't know how to bake. And they're trying to craft these like really complex cakes on the show. And they get judged. <laughs> And it's it's pretty funny. It's uh, but is it cringeworthy? It's not okay. The nice thing is they're very respectful in okay. the way they approach them. Because it, it just the way people described it to me, it sounded mean. It does. Yeah, I was worried about that too. Yeah, but from start to finish, it's only six episodes, like thirty minutes each. Um, they're actually really respectful with the people. They just have fun and well, that's cool. they do try to find nice things to say. They'll be like, Oh, you know, the, the taste of your cake is good. I like the consistency. It's moist. It's got chocolate. It's, and they'll say, but the decoration fell flat a bit, <laughs> but it's fun. It's so funny. And uh, you're not laughing at them. You're more laughing with them. Yeah. Legitimately. When I, when I was told about it, it was like, I thought they'd be, they'd be saying your 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 icing is more autistic than artistic or something oh, like that. Yeah. And, well, the, and, I, and I was just going to be really angry at the yeah. show, so I didn't watch it. Yeah, no, it's very lighthearted. It's very fun. It's very easy to watch and cool. It's good. Uh, and then I watched Atlanta season one. How, Finally caught up. Damn well, right not you did. Up, but D- the first season. Damn right you did. It's amazing, dude. Such a great show. It's so good. Atlanta is the really amazingly cool version of master of none that's true yeah master of none aziz is kind of a like a weird kind of nerdy guy Mm -hmm. donald glover is not a weird nerdy guy no he's just a regular dude just a hustler man yeah it's 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 like the street version of master of none that's true i didn't think of it that way that's true i think it's one of the best shows on television it is it's so good yeah and it's it's not just donald glover look keith stanfield yeah. Every time he opens his mouth, yeah, steals that show. He does. Yeah. We we've been talking about Lakeith Stanfield for a while. Yeah. That guy is ever since short term twelve. That guy is gold. Yeah. He's amazing. And as I said to you earlier, season two is better. Really? That that blows me away. It is like, so good. The episode where they go to the, like that that house with the white dude who's who actually is appropriating uh, black culture <laughs> and telling, lecturing 
Donald Glover on how he needs to go back to Africa, to the motherland. <laughs> and then he delivers this cringeworthy slam poetry. And it's like, dude, you're white. Like, <laughs> it's so funny, though. Dude, you wait till season two. <laughs> it's it's great and it's not that it's just funny or that it's emotional it's just it's just very timely too like the social commentary in this one is it just feels right <laughs> like uh um i'm not saying this because i'm comparing two black filmmakers but i'm just saying like if if spike lee made a tv show back in the 90s it would probably be along the same lines as this that's just something i was thinking of it's a guy with a strong voice and he knows how to get his message across and isn't afraid of um, crossing some lines potentially. Yeah, it's really. I think really it's a great show. Good. Yeah, season two, baby. You gotta check nice. that out. Yeah, watch yeah. out. Watch out for Florida man. <laughs> I was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when we're around the house, I'll just start. I'll just start rapping to Sarah. I'll be like, "Paper boy, paper boy, <laughs> all, all about, about that paper, paper boy." boy. <laughs> <laughs> so funny <laughs> yes Paperboy's awesome too he's great all, all of his fans that piss him off yeah. so good i love the episode where he had like the social media guy the youtuber just like being a dick to him, <laughs> showing him like video of him like taking the trash out and stuff he's like always oh, taking his mix cds out there that's where they belong in the trash and i was just like yeah so good <laughs> It's great. Yeah. So yeah, big recommendation for Atlanta. Yeah. You have to check it out. If you haven't, uh, you got to get with the program. It's great. So that that's what I've been watching lately. Nice. Did you uh, did you not see Pacific Rim Uprising? I didn't. No. What the hell is wrong with you? I just, oh, wait, you're right. You're, 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 you're good. Good on you, sir. <laughs> did I dodge a bullet there? <laughs> we didn't yeah. record. We didn't record an episode because I watched pacific rim uprising really it was that bad damn i watched uh i watched that and it was like i have so much better use for my free time damn why am i doing this movie thing Mm -hmm. why do i do this it was so terrible yeah uh and i am a slam dunk apologist for the first one me too i freaking love that film me too yeah but uh yeah it's one of the worst films of the year yeah, uh, wow. everybody who's in it should be completely like almost blacklisted. Really, it's terrible. John Boyega is just looks embarrassed the whole time. Yeah, Scott Eastwood. Oh, Scott Eastwood's enough this? said. Oh, uh, yeah, it's uh, Charlie Day, and I love you, Charlie Day. Yeah. There's no bigger Sunny and Philly fan than me. You suck, sir. No way. You suck. Wow. Wow. Yes. That's crazy. Yes. Uh, it's one of the worst films of the year. Do not see Pacific Rim Uprising. Uh, Unsane, the new Steven Soderbergh oh, film. Yeah. Uh, shot on an iPhone. That's right, yeah. Looks really terrible. Okay. Uh, your your film should not have motion blur. Oh, boy. That sucks. This film has motion blur. That's insane. That's unsane. It's unsane. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, um, it's a, a movie about a girl who gets... Uh, committed by accident to a asylum and thinks she's being followed by somebody who she has like a uh, a past with, and then it completely becomes a different film, almost to piss you off. Okay, and I didn't fall for it at wow. all. Yeah, uh, it really angered me. Wow, and there's motion blur. Yeah, that's unacceptable. Yeah. Uh, it's I, I hate this film too. Yeah, and. Uh, I know a lot of people have really dug it, but uh, man, 
Uh, Damn, dude. It, it, it changes in the, the second to third act, and it becomes mm. a completely different stupid film. Yeah. I hated it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, don't see that one. Nobody did. <laughs> uh, I rewatched Phantom Thread. Cool. Uh, yeah. Still my number 10 movie of the year. Wicked, man. It's still really great. I yeah. just still can't put it above the other movies. Like, yeah. I, I, I really wanted to watch it again and go, holy shit, Adrian was right. This is like the number one film of the year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I still don't think it's quite there. Okay. I yeah. still really love it. Yeah. And I still don't think it's as good as The Master. Okay. I love that film. Yeah. Few things are as good as The Master. <laughs> and I saw Blockers. Okay. How's Can I that? call it by its real name? Cock blockers. Cock blockers. Yeah, let's. Yeah, it's our show. And like uh, the freaking poster says, blockers with a big giant like cock above it. Yeah, like uh, like like the animal. Yeah, cock. Yeah. It's supposed to be called cock blockers, but yeah. they can't call it that because yeah. of the obviousness. Um, it's all right. Okay. It's 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 a pretty generic comedy. John mm-hmm. Cena is pretty funny in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's got some funny stuff in it. I laughed. Okay, it's just not very good at times. Okay, it's pretty pretty piss poor at times actually oh really but okay. it's funny yeah it's more than i can say about a lot of these comedies nowadays yeah i think it's the directorial debut of Kay cannon who um pitch perfect pitch perfect one yeah. too and she wrote tons for 30 rock she's like kind of the foundation of 30 rock pitch perfect 2 is terrible um <laughs> but yeah this movie it's okay uh okay. kids will like it nice. uh it's 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 a Netflix movie all day. Okay. And uh, my television show, The Magicians. Okay. Season three just ended. Okay. I love that show. Cool. Everybody hates it, except for me. Really? You're all wrong. <laughs> it's like adult Harry Potter. Yeah. It's smart. It's yeah. funny. Yeah. And the story is great. Mm-hmm. Everybody should watch The Magicians. Cool. Season one's a little iffy. Yeah. Season two and three, gold. Right on. That's it for me. Right on, dude. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, for like not watching anything, this episode's <laughs> super long. But that's okay. We had a lot to talk about, though, so it's all good. And as long as the content's good, I'm, I'm happy, man. So upcoming movies. Yeah, what's coming up next? <laughs> Is it? Uh, Are we going to record in a month from now, or two <laughs> weeks from now, or in September? <laughs> so a quick reminder: this is already opened, but if the endless is in your city, do yourself a favor. That movie is great. Go see it. See it on the big screen. Yeah. Because they're going to be huge. Benson and Moorhead, the future. Yeah, man. Yeah. Future of sci-fi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Borg versus McEnroe. Oh, yeah. We finally get to see this, maybe. I love this film. Okay. I actually saw it. Oh, you saw it at I saw it at VIF. Yeah. Uh, I actually think this was probably the surprise of VIF. Really? Okay. Uh, so, Borg and McEnroe were like these completely different people. McEnroe with the big brash telling everybody off, being a complete mm-hmm. asshole, whereas Bjorn Borg was known as kind of like a, a robotic perfection Calculated guy dude. who yeah. was literally having a mental breakdown when he won five Wimbledons in a row. That's unreal. To the point where he could barely go on court anymore. He was wow. so, it's just so up his own ass. He couldn't. Yeah. He was having a, a mental breakdown. Huh. And it's really effective. Nice. The, the breakdown stuff and the tennis. Mm-hmm. The tennis really works. Okay. Uh, super surprising film. Nice. Way better than I thought it would be. It's a high rec- recommendation. Cool. I love that film. Right on, man. Um, yes. Seek that one out. Supposedly it's going wide. Okay. According to Box Office Mojo. Oh, wow. Cool. So you'll have a chance. Uh, the Rock is back, folks. This time with a giant genetically mutated gorilla. Rampage. Yeah. 
This looks terrible. It looks so bad. I'm ready for him to just go away. I hope he's making a lot of money on these movies. Yeah. Because he's tarnishing his reputation. He is. I hope it's I hope it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll probably see it anyway. Because what else am I going to do? <laughs> Weirdly, this is probably the one that uh, I'm kind of interested in for no reason other than it just, the trailer kind of got me. Okay. Truth or Dare. It's a Blumhouse horror film. Okay. With a bunch of kids who get caught in a Truth and Dare game. Okay. <laughs> the trailer is good. Yeah. I like the trailer. Right on. I hate Blumhouse films. Yeah. I want to see this one. This cool. is an easy layout for Adrian. Yeah. But I'm going to, I'm probably going to hate it, but yeah. we'll see. And Isle, Isle of Dogs goes wide. Cool. It's not even wide yet. Oh, I didn't know and that. And we got it. That's awesome. It's so good. That's so cool. It opens on 1,700 screens on April 13th. Right on. Uh, April 20th, I Feel Pretty with Amy Schumer. Oh, yeah. How terrible is that trailer? It's, yeah. A woman it's, a woman gets knocked on the head, and mm-hmm. she starts to think that she's like pretty. Mm-hmm. That's gross. Yeah. That trailer made me feel no, gross. We're, we're supposed to laugh because yeah. she's not. But I think, I've always thought she's very attractive. I've had no problem looking at Amy Schumer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, she's not pretty, but then she gets hit in the head and now she thinks she's pretty. Yeah. Even though nothing's actually changed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that kind of message uh, is, yeah, n- not cool. No. Not cool. And speaking of the worst trailer I've maybe ever seen, this is, I don't even know if i can see this and i love the first one super troopers 2 oh i'll see it <laughs> it's the worst trailer of the year you think so it's I... racist okay it's homophobic that's true yeah uh you name it it's there yeah yeah uh i hated that trailer i've seen it every time i go to the capital six. Oh, okay they play it i've only seen it once and dude it opens up 420 420 bro yeah yeah uh, uh I, i'll probably see it just for the podcast yeah and then we won't record for two months <laughs> and right. uh, last but uh definitely not least uh the devil and father amaroth william freakin okay made the exorcist that's right yeah a drama mm-hmm. this is real life okay freakin went and shot an exorcism oh really yeah wow. with, with a, a an actual well, I say what you will, exorcisms, fake, mm. whatever. Yeah. Freakin' went and shot one. Yeah. Because he made the exorcist. Trailer's awesome. Nice. Yeah. It looks it looks really creepy as fuck. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. William Freakin, that's enough nice. for me. Are you friends on Twitter with I'm, William Freakin? I'm not, but uh <laughs> I am more than willing to watch this one. Right on, dude. Yeah. Right he on. knows what he's doing. Hell yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be cool. Cool. But that's it. Right on. So that's what's coming up. Well, we've got some stuff to cherry pick, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go movies. Go movies. We're, <laughs> we're, we're back for a bit. Yeah. We've enjoyed, what, three movies this year so Yeah, far? pretty much. <laughs> our, our mid-year list is going to be wicked, man. Yeah. Our top two movies of 2018 <laughs> at the mid-year mark, followed by our worst 25 movies of our, the first half of 2018. My number four film, which I rated three out of five. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I enjoyed it, but I would never watch it again. Yeah. I laughed twice. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a hurting year, man. 
imagine what it would be like if we did not have Annihilation. Like, I I probably would just give up on movies. I'd be like, okay, well, I'll see you in September movies. Yeah, Isle of Dogs, man. Yeah, really rescued us here. Yeah. Yeah. On our, on our trash island. <laughs> that is the movies at the multiplex. <laughs> and and you, you could do a lot worse than A Quiet Place. That's true. You That's could. true. You could. I was maybe a little bit harsh, but uh, I had some feelings on that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so those are the upcoming films. Uh, people can find you on Twitter, right? I am at SoundJam69. No hate mail on Friday, folks. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> The show has a Twitter account. We're at the green underscore screen. I'm at Adrian underscore Charlie. And uh, you can find us on Facebook as well. Run a search for the green screen of death and hit like. Give us that Twitch again. Oh, the Twitch. So it's twitch.tv forward slash the crow show. So if you want to watch me play video games and um, hang out with me, engage me, I will respond to you and we'll we'll chat it up. Uh, so the, yeah, that's my Twitch thing. And you can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and uh, of course, The Green Screen of Death. You can run a search for any movie there and find the podcast where we talked about it. Where we talked about them all. That's right. In the last five years or so. Yeah. So uh, check it out. Greenscreenofdeath.com. So if you've made it all the way through this episode, we thank you. Um, it's been a it's been a rough go, uh, but we're we're gonna truck along here. Uh, so thanks very much for listening. We'll talk with you next time. Peace.